Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a tangent. Another week of N4G Radio. This is episode 572 for September 9th, 2019. And on the show this week, we have the Wombat. What? We have Anthony. Hello. And we got Jay's in the house. Merhaba. Merhaba. I believe that is Turkish for hello. Holy shit. Wow. Nobody, nobody breaks Don't. out the Turkish. Don't correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Don't at me, bro. Because I won't be here next week to hear it. That's <laughs> Somebody will tweet in, like, that's not how you say it, Jay. There ain't no learning on this podcast. There ain't no learning. Ain't no learning stupid. Stupid learning. Anyway, video games, video games, video games. There's a lot of video games. Uh, September is is a swampland of video games, my friend. It is. I can't even keep up with it. Like every week, I'm like, oh, I forgot that came out. I I don't. Yeah. I don't have time yeah. to play that. Holy shit! But let's just let's kick it right off, and I'm gonna have fun with this wombat. You want you want to start? <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> I have played exactly nothing. Excellent. Excellent. So Excellent. I do have um, NHL to review, but because um, of a whole bunch of stuff going on and a sick kid, I have not had an opportunity yet to boot it up. Um, I've also got um, Detroit that I'm still in the middle of, um, but um, yeah, I have not had an opportunity to play anything. I'm just here to listen to everybody else. Awesome. Well, you could chime in with the news and the releases. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. All right, Anthony, do you want to... You wanna, you sure, uh, I'll save everybody. I'm not going over it again. Uh, Decay of Logos is bad. That's what we <laughs> talked about this week on Phoenix Downs Intermission. And by that, I mean I talked about it and Drew asked maybe a total of three questions. It's not a good game. It's a really bad example of looking at Dark Souls going, I got it. It's hard. And it's like, no, Dark Souls is hard but fair. And this game is not fair. Um I played and finished Observation, which is, I believe, published by Devolver. It is a very much not a Devolver-type game, though. Um, you play as the AI on a space um, station, and you are helping the woman, like the last survivor on the space station, figure out what happened. And there's alien involvement. There's some neat stuff in that game. I... Don't know if I really like the story as much as the concept, um, but it was an okay time. 
it's only on Epic Store right now, but <gasps> I picked it up. Oh, I'm, not, I'm out. I picked it up on PS4. Um, my biggest issue was that there's points where you are free, um, free flight, like descent, like the old PC game Descent. You can just kind of rotate around, but they're asking you to find a specific spot on the outside of the space station that you've only seen through a static camera before. And it didn't tell you exactly where that static camera was on the outside of the spaceship so, or space uh, station. So um, that was annoying. That took me way longer than it should have. Um, it, it, the story does some interesting stuff, but for the most part, I found the gameplay a little bit more interesting. How, how does the gameplay work as far as, like, is it like Lifeline where you yell into a microphone? And the no. So you you are the AI, and what you do is uh, she'll be like, I need you to go and take a look at what's happening here because we have a fire alarm. So I switch cameras to that room. Like, I pull out to a map, I move the cursor over to that room because it's clear this game was built for a mouse first, and then they just kind of did the uh, destiny menu sort of option. It makes a little bit more sense in this game than it does in a. Can shooter. you can you role play as Hell Nine Thousand and just be a dick about you, everything? You, I, I'm just gonna be honest. You are kind of how. Yes. Like it's you are I'm a computer it. called Sam, and it sounds it has that same hello. There this, is a fire in this section. Does Sam like stand for something? It's very, like sorry. Does Sam stand for something? Is it like a clever acronym? Yes, of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> like it, when when you boot up for the first time, it shows you what Sam stands for, and it's got this um, ASCII art of Sam. Um, it's it's it, when you're inside the computer portion of the game, it's it's pretty neat. Like you, um, you all your files are gone. For some reason, so as you like scan notes around the ship, you are you, there. There's like a mini game where you have to connect the nodes, and it shows him like rewiring himself. Um, there's a moment in the game later on that was pretty neat where I had to scan, like scrape every connection to cameras I had to be able to operate still because someone was trying to shut me down. Um, there's some really neat stuff with the computer portion of it, but what you do is mostly is you are taking over cameras. Now, there's a one that's portable on like a little sphere that moves around the ship, but uh, that you have full control over. But for the most part, they're like static cameras that you can just kind of rotate and zoom in with. Um, and when you need to talk to the woman, there's you just hold the um, it was L two, and it brings up the response mode, and then you just put the cursor over whatever you need to talk about, and you just hit the enter or the X button and he automatically says what he needs to say. There are moments where like she's trying to put in her auth- uh, authorization code and you can just outright refuse it. There's some neat stuff in the game. Um, the story kind of ends with a lackluster moment and I was like, oh. Does it have multiple endings or just the one? Uh, I only know of the one. I've only read of the one so I'm assuming it's only okay. one. Uh, it's kind of set up like there could be a sequel, but I don't think there will be. Um, if anybody's familiar with the whole series of the 2001 books, because there's only two movies, but I think there's five books, um, I was like kind of foreseeing the ending of this 
because something similar happens in the books, but um, it's not related to that at all, but it's clear what it's taking its inspiration from. There's a monolith. <laughs> There's like a, the equivalent of a monolith in this, this game. It was neat. It was a neat attempt at something different. Like I haven't played anything quite like it. So I have to give them credit. I didn't dislike my time. Um, I'm playing Night Trap for Phoenix Down. We still haven't talked about it. Uh, before I get into my two review games that I can talk about, um, I was on Reddit and a dev posted about a game he made and put on Steam for like a dollar called Singled Out. And it's a... That's an old MTV dating show, isn't it? I'm sure it is, but that's not what this is. Okay. Um, Damn it. I was hoping they'd made a home version. <laughs> wasn't it Jenny McCarthy or whatever? Yeah, and Chris Hardwick, wasn't he the other Oh, person? yes, that's right. Yep. I forgot who the male guy was. Yep, that, oh, yep. shit, I can't be, believe I remember that. Alright, well, this is not that. Um, Damn. This is a game where it's like a quick draw sort of game. It's PC only right now, although I think putting on touchscreen devices would help uh, boost sales because of what it is. Basically, it gives you certain features. It's all these faces floating around, these cartoon faces. And it gives you certain features of the face. And you have to figure out, based on those three features, which person to shoot. Um, And so like, it'll give you the nose, the eyes, and the ears. And as it gets harder... Some of those faces, because it adds more faces on the screen, some of those faces will also share most of those features except for one, and the mouth might just be slightly different. And the whole time there's a timer coming down, so you have to like respond quickly. It's a neat game. Um, it feels like a WarioWare game sort of just expanded, but I'm totally fine with that. Uh, my only issue with the game was that it doesn't run in window mode. It only has full screen. Um, but I, I thought it was neat for a dollar. I was impressed. I like the style of it. Like it's kind of reminds me. The character faces kind of remind me of Snood, of all things. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, I have no clue what you're talking about. Snood was an old PC game that was um, basically uh, bust a move or puzzle bobble. Ah, okay. But it was a whole bunch of weird faces and shapes. Um. Alright, River City Girls is really good, still. Uh, that game's written extremely well. I really like that game. I'd only argue that the beginning of the game when you don't have money is really unfair. Because every time you die, you lose money. Um, and, and getting only like a dollar or two for every enemy you beat and like a burger that will refill most of your health is 20 something dollars. That better be a good burger for $20. Yeah, well, it, 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 that's, that's kind of the hard part. But once you're past that, this game really starts to shine because like, as soon as you can start buying items to heal you, uh, as you take damage, the game becomes easier. So, like, there's kind of, like, this pretty hard um, uh, difficulty curve right at the beginning, and then it slowly gets better as we go further. So, I um, I still enjoy that. I haven't finished it, but I think I'm close. 
Isn't every um, YouTuber imaginable a voice in that game? Uh, no. Uh, as far as I know, the only people that have really done stuff online th- that I know of is uh, the voice, the, um, Kira Buckland, who did 2B, who, I swear to God, she's apparently voicing the other character, and the character that sounds like 2B is voiced by someone else. I, I don't understand it, because it sounds like her near Automata character. Um because she used to do stuff on Newgrounds. Um, and then uh, it's uh, the Game Grumps. Uh, th- those are the only ones I know of. Well, there's a third Game Grump that plays one of them, and Jack Septiguy plays another character. I know that. Uh, I just uh, I follow Way Forward on Twitter, and they were retweeting everybody who did voices for the game. And it was like just tons of YouTubers. So, I, yeah, it's slight. Spoiler for a series that everybody should know about. Um, Double Dragon and um, River City are part of the same universe. And um, (laughs) Jimmy and Billy are voiced by (laughs) the Game Crumbs, which is perfect. It's so perfect. They play Bimmy. Well, it's it's Billy, but I'm sure that it's going to be a joke in there. Um, oh, and yeah, I see uh, J- Jacksepticeye is Godai. He's a pretty main character, and I I didn't even realize it was him. It's it doesn't sound like him at all. It's actually he's probably one of the best characters in the game. It's written really well. Um, yeah, Ross is in this apparently too. It's Shinji, huh? It's crazy, right? A lot of YouTubers yeah. in that game. <laughs> yeah, you know what, though? It's all, like, normally I'd have an issue with that because I feel like they'd just be playing themselves, and I'm sure I haven't run into Jimmy and Billy yet, and I'm sure they'll just be them, which I kind of would want. But um, for the most part, I don't notice any issues with the voice acting. They're all really well done. Like, I don't feel like anybody's amateur hour. So yeah, I'm really impressed. True. I mean, just because you're a YouTuber doesn't mean you're a professional voice actor. Right, it's kind and of different. And 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 so far, like like I said, like Godai, the character voiced by Jack is fantastic. I I like if you told me that was a YouTuber before looking it up, I would have been like, no, it's not. And I'm sure this is not a game that's like focused solely on the story mode. There can't be that many lines spoken in this. Oh game. no, there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, the girls, while you're playing, will talk to each other, even if mm-hmm. they aren't playing co-op. Um, and it, like River City is an RPG. It's a beat 'em up, but it's an RPG. You do talk. By the people. way, does it have uh, online co-op or is this local? Uh, I believe there's online co-op. I haven't tried that yet. I should jump okay. into that. That's good. But um, it's uh, it's definitely playable by yourself. Um, there's unlockable abilities. I- I'd say that. This game still isn't as good as the 3DS titles. I'm better writing than 3DS titles, but 3DS titles had, like, secret shops you could find. Like, there's a little bit more side missions. Right now, Godai is the only person that's given me a side mission to do, which is fine, because every time he shows up is great, but... um, And uh, this game is $30, I heard, right? Yeah. What do you think about that price point for what you're playing, as far as, like, the value and what you expect? So, I mean, it, it's $30, and that's what I spend on the 3DS titles. Okay, So, to me, and, and like, the, if you look at the 3DS titles, 
those games, I, I know they don't reuse the NES graphics, but they are basically the three, the uh, NES graphics for the original Kunio game, uh, which turned into River City Ransom. And with new backgrounds and everything. Um, this game has brand new artwork. It's fantastic. Uh, the 2D artwork, like the drawn stuff that's not pixel art, that's great as well. Um, again, the writing, the voice acting, the music's fantastic, which apparently they give you the soundtrack if you buy the limited run version, which I didn't know when I bought it, which is neat. Um, like, this game is... A, I, I expect no less from WayForward, but this is clearly something that they put a lot of effort into. I, I think this is one of their... It's it's outside of their normal wheelhouse, too. Like, they, they're not usually the ones to make a bunch of beat-em-ups. So, like, it's nice having something like this. Um, if you have a friend to play with, I think that justifies the $30 more. That's the only thing I can really say about it is that if you're playing, if you were planning on playing this game co-op with someone, then I think $30 is a steal. If you're by yourself, uh, maybe not so much because the game definitely leans, at, at least in the beginning, that co-op should be the way to play this game. So I, I have no issue with that price tag though. Yeah, it's, it's on my list to pick up at some point or another. I, I enjoy a good local co-op. I mean, uh, it's, it's only two players, right? Yeah. Ah, shame. There's only two. It would have been great if it was four players, and I could just bring it to work during lunchtime or something. Yeah, that nice. would have that would have been interesting. I mean, it, it wouldn't be out of the question um, for them to have done this in the River City series, um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, they only have you play as the two girls, <sighs> who are okay. apparently char- old characters from one of the games that never came out in English for the Super Nintendo. I did not know that. Like, this game scrapes other Kunio games for the lore, which is impressive. Um, and then the last game I can talk about is Catherine Fullbody. Oh, uh, yeah. I have that game sitting on my desk. How is it? So, I've never played... I, I played a bit of the original Catherine, but I couldn't tell you really about it. Like, I played the the puzzle aspect of the game, but never really played the story. I, I can tell you that's the most uncomfortable game you can play with your girlfriend. Or wow. yeah, yeah, that, one. In the same room. Yeah. One. <laughs> one. I don't have a girlfriend, so for... Shame. Thanks for rubbing that in. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you said shame. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. Two. Uh, yeah, no, this game's still uncomfortable. Well, they added I a mean, third girl, right? Sorry? They added a third girl? Yeah, who they introduced immediately. I think the only thing where it didn't feel natural was uh, they they have an intro animation where the new girl is running down the street and bumps into, oh, got it, oh, William, right? Is that his character's name? No. Uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, God damn it, it's like right on the tip of my tongue. What is his name? Who? The the main the guy. Main character. Oh, Vincent. 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 That's right. Sorry. Yes. So Vincent. Shit, uh, I remember. I, I, I mean, was like uh, the main I, character. The main the, the new girl runs into Vincent, and of course, of course, of course, she like m- mows him down, but she ends up like almost sitting on his face because fuck because you know, Japan. 
Yeah, Japan. Even though the, I think this is supposed to take place in America. It, yeah. So, well, what are you guys talking about? That happened to me yesterday. That, it oh, happens God. to me at least three or four times a week. I don't you need know? to hear about your fantasies, Jay. Okay? Listen, uh, man. <laughs> they're reality. So, anyways, um, yeah, uh, and she doesn't remember who she is, so Vincent uh, ends up talking to the girl that works at um, the bar, and this new girl, the new Catherine Rin, or whatever they just call her, um, she uh, gets a job working at the bar that everybody goes to. So, they, they, and it doesn't feel out of place. Like, I can see where the scenes are because I know, but if you've never played the original, I don't think there'll be an issue because they do it pretty seamlessly. Like, like the fact that like people talk about her who are clearly characters from the original game because I know that they are, um, like it just flows naturally. I'm assuming they got all the original voice actors back uh, to do new lines or redo all their lines. Um, there's a new type of gameplay though, which was interesting. So there's the original, which is just the standard one block pull, like you pull one block at a time. And now there's remix mode, which has shaped blocks, so they're more than one block that you can push or pull. So like Tetris pieces. That's weird. It's, does it actually add to the game in a significant and more interesting way, or is it just something? The, the game plays differently. Okay. The game plays differently when because so I, I was like, oh, maybe I picked the hard mode. Like maybe this is for people who are not realizing that Catherine on normal difficulty is pretty difficult. Um, uh, it's it's different because like so say like I pull um, I, I, I'm trying to describe a shape that doesn't really exist in real life. Um, say it's got like the Tetris L block, but it's four high and then two across the top, right? If I pull or pull, push or pull that, it changes stuff four blocks up for me as well. So now I have to get up and I've already pulled that block out so it could have done something when I get up there. Like, that's the thing with the, the remix mode is these odd shapes affect more of the stage instantly. Um, now, they don't. Uh, they have their own specific like design on them. So you, it's not like you pull a block and then surprise. It's actually four blocks you're pulling. So you can see the shape like as you approach them, but it does change the game quite a bit. Um, I thought that was interesting way of adding to the actual game portion of it. Um, there's a tower mode that you can buy the persona character uh, character Joker for. Um, but, uh, yeah, so far I've found it very difficult, but, um... You're stressing me out just talking about it, because I have memories of playing that first game. Some of those boss fights, oh my god. Have you guys watched, like, Competitive Catherine? Yes, yeah, it's insane. It's It's, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine doing that. Uh, especially after, because uh, I, I played, I think, the demo, and was like, yeah, this is okay. Uh, the the game fight. that I'm looking forward to most in Evo 2019, uh, 2020, yeah, 2020 is is uh, is Catherine, full bodied. Is that where they play Grand it? Finals? Yeah, they play Catherine at 
Uh, yeah, they, they play it. It's oh a side my. event game, obviously. But right. the, the competition is stiff and the fucking action is intense. I mean, yeah, it's... For anybody who doesn't know Catherine, you are climbing a tower and you have to pull blocks out as this thing approaches from the bottom and it's stressful. And then you'll pull the wrong block and you'll go, oh no, as you watch other blocks fall down into the abyss and now you're screwed and you have to undo. <laughs> I think you're underselling the thing that is chasing you. It is a well, at first, at first it's just darkness. <laughs> Uh, I know what, what the thing uh, looks like. Well, that's just like, one of them. There's more than one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a bunch of them. I don't want to deal with that shit. No my, yeah. my my favorite thing is the stupid sheep, though. I don't know why the sheep are. I just love the design of the sheep. Uh, there's some good symbolism there, uh, as far as what they're doing. This whole world that they're trapped in and everything, and the 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 idea of climbing and what that's supposed to symbolize. It's actually kind of interesting when you break it down into pieces. And that's one of the aspects I I respected about the original game. And the thing that kind of gets me with Catherine is that it's kind of in a unique place of being, I feel like, a game for mature adults. More than it's not it's not a game for children. Oh, absolutely I, I not. Yeah, I don't I don't mean that specifically in terms of the difficulty of the gameplay, uh or just like the sexuality that's present uh but I'm talking about like the themes about what they're talking about, the infidelity uh, the various aspects of like what make, what makes a person a moral, upstanding human being. So it goes with various very difficult concepts, and it kind of explores them in an interesting way. I'm not gonna say that it's like fantastic or just perfectly executed. It could have been better, but it tackles subjects that most games you know shy away from. Yeah, and, and there's a lot the fact of that it. it got a new release. Yeah, it's, I, there's I, a lot I of like, it too. Oh, sorry. I like the idea that like. So at certain portions, you respond on a phone to people. Um, and I like the fact that you can choose an option, but it really doesn't feel right because it's words. And does like, it, wait, 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 wait. When, when, you do, when you do the, the choices now, does it, does it show a, a consensus like it did in the first game? Like what people uh, picked. Like it used to do a percentage. Like when you'd get a yes or no mm-hmm. or, or an A or B question, it would come up and say fifty percent of the people picked this one, fifty percent of the people picked that one. I haven't seen that. When you're inside the uh, into it, when you're inside the confession booth at the end of like each section, kind of deal, or like in the mid section, they always do that in the original. I'm sure they have it in this one too. I'm sure they do because they show you, they show you, they show you all the sheep entering the levels. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm assuming everything's still here. It's it's I'm been long enough. I'm really bad. All I learned was I'm really fucking bad at Catherine. It's a hard the fucking game, fucking... dude. It's it's fucking well, hard. It's pretty hard. Normally, I'm normally I'm okay with puzzle games, but this one, I'm just my brain goes, oh, dude, you're fucked. That's it's because cool. a puzzle game oftentimes allow you to play at your own pace. Yeah, while you can uh, just kind of sit and mull over. Some, some of but, them will, yeah. Yeah, no, I play, I play. I, like I play Tetris on the uh, master mode, or what is it? No, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying all puzzle games, but I'm saying like, but, puzzle game. You play a latent game or something like that. You can oh you yeah, can, no, I'm not stuck talking, in a puzzle indefinitely till the end of time. It'll be know, fine. I'm, I'm talking Pipe Mania, Tetris, like stuff that has you kind of stressed out if you're not mm-hmm. doing well. And this game is just like There's we're going to start punishing you 
on the word go 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 yeah <laughs> like there, there's, blocks. I'm like oh god there's like Come legitimately in. something extremely stressful about Catherine which is part of its appeal Heel, and, yeah yeah it's like when I think about that game I think like I have really fond memories of playing that game but I have no fucking interest in playing it ever again <laughs> but so I felt the same way Ken but now it's been just long enough since I played that game. And also all this new added content has piqued my interest. And that's why I ended up picking it up. Yeah. And then we'll get around to it eventually. But uh, I'm not, this is not going to be a relaxing experience. No. I'm, I'm in it for the intensive halt. I installed <laughs> Catherine on my Xbox One when it went backwards compatible. And I have yet to boot it up. Because every time <laughs> I think about it, I'm like, oh, hell no, I ain't doing this. So I was going to, so I bought Catherine on sale on Xbox, and then like shortly after, they're like Catherine full body. I'm like, I'm never going to play this. Yeah, that, that game, is, it gives me legit PTSD. I can't, um, I can't play it anymore. Yeah, no, I completely understand that. Uh, I the game is extremely pretty looking because obviously the they clean up the jaggy edges is because it's on newer hardware. Um, the cutscene, the animated cutscene, cutscenes still look great. There's a little bit of softness to them. I'm not sure why. Maybe that was just how they did them. Um, but I was uh, like, oh, this seems like it doesn't pop as much as I'd expect it to. But I also would like to shout out Catherine for being the beta for Persona Five for its visual <laughs> aesthetic. So thank you, Catherine. Persona Five looks great. Yeah, I I, I loved Catherine. It's it's a really interesting game that I think everybody should play at least once. Agreed. Uh, what, I'm, what I'm most interested in is to see how the third girl works in, because there is the, um, what do they call it, the morality meter? Yeah. Or whatever. And adding this third girl, I. it's weird because it's still just a linear meter. So I'm interested uh, to see how that works. I, I like the Catherine like moral meter because it's not actually moral. It's chaos and order, right? Right. The chaos doesn't mean evil. Order doesn't mean good. You can interpret that in many different ways. Well, that's so. that's what I like about the dialogue. Like mm-hmm. the the first time you have to text um, your girlfriend, Catherine, um, and and then have a conversation with her. The choices that you can make are not set in stone in terms of like the way you can interpret them. Oh, let me correct myself. It was originally freedom and order. That's even more ambiguous. Oh god, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm just not very good at it. That's okay. This is the this is my I'm not very good at video games week because River City Girls kicked my ass at the beginning and then Catherine is now. <laughs> it's great, great fall on the way. Uh. All right. Um, we got still got a lot more to talk about. Anything else before we wrap up on this one? No. All right. Uh, we'll move on to Jay. I know you got a couple. That's why you're here. Oh yes, dude. I, I, sometimes I just get inspired to talk. Want to talk about things, and this is the perfect place to do it. You know, I get to hang out with you guys, talk to some people. So yeah, I've been playing a couple of things, but man, has it been a Great couple of months for gaming or what, man? It's so many good games. So much. I I've finished so many good games in the last mm-hmm. couple months. It's been awesome. 
It's like whenever I think about my game reviews and stuff like that, and uh, a friend of mine who also reads my reviews from time to time has told me that I give high scores too often. <laughs> and I tell him, like, I, I go kind of with my gut when it comes to scores. I weigh a lot of different things. But at the same time, I tend nowadays to take the games that I'm interested in. And the games that I'm interested in, I always research first. And when I research it and I'm still interested, that means it looks very promising. Henceforth, when I end up playing the game that I'm already interested in, I end up liking it a lot. And that's why my fluctuations of high score kind of goes. And I think that's good because we're kind of at a place where it is physically impossible. Even if you're unemployed and do nothing but play video games all day, you literally cannot play every game to completion that comes out that is of the note. No way in hell. Yeah. And because of that, we have to be very selective in the games that we play. And I have been that way. However, I have been buying a lot of games that I haven't touched. So before I actually get into the games that I, I, I've been playing uh, lately, I'm going to just quit, quickly list off the games that I have, but have literally not booted up yet. So um, Oninaki I picked up, Telling Lies, Rad, Control, <laughs> Blair Witch, Catherine Full Body, Children of Morta, and I think there's like two other games that I can't think of from the top of my head, but that's all games that's like the last month of games is, is, is basically what that is. And there is still more things. And before you guys yell at me, yes, I will play Control. That's going to be the next game that I play once I have a bit more free time. I know uh, everyone's been hyping that game up like crazy, and I'm looking forward to playing it. Uh, as far as games that I've been playing... um for review specifically, I've been playing Monster Hunter World Iceborne, and man, you know, you guys. Yeah, I'm you really, guys I'm really anxious to hear your thoughts on that, Jay. Yes, yes, Ryan. I know, I know, you've been uh, hunting some monsters previously. Did you manage to get to Endgame uh, on the original release, or no? I did not, and the the quality of Iceborne is going to determine whether I try to go back and do that or not. Yes, um, the simple answer is you must, because if okay. there is. If there is anything you liked about Monster Hunter World, Iceborne just makes better. Uh, the monster design for the uh, the brand new and subspecies monsters in Iceborne are spectacular. I felt like every time that you get into an encounter with a monster you've never faced before, feels like an ordeal. It feels like a challenge where I'm observing the uh, attack patterns and the behavior of the monster, trying to see where I can get my attacks in. And the way I constantly get surprised by monsters, even ones that I fought, you know, previously many a times, they exhibit some unique behavior. And the turf wars, oh my god, Ryan. Ryan, I know you like wrestling. I do, and I also love the turf wars. Yes. So there's one specific turf war between Glavinus which is one of the new monsters that came from, I think, Monster Hunter 4, and uh, an old, uh, say... Diablos. So Diablos charges in with his giant horns, right? Glavinus daftly dodges him from uh, to the side, grabs his neck, and does a choke slam on him, grinding him on the ground doing a 360. That's awesome. Diablos breaks out. Shuffles right on the Glavinus. That's a fucking suplex on him. <laughs> 
You suplex the monsters? What the hell's going on? He suplexes a fucking dinosaur. They roar at each other, and they continue the fight. That is just one small tidbit of the many turf wars available. And every single time, I just want to go grab some fucking popcorn and enjoy the show. I can get some attacks in when these things happen for some free damage. I don't want to. I just want to see the spectacle. That's how glorious they are. And the uh, the various new monsters that that uh, that are representing Iceborne, the the new Elder Dragon specifically, uh, Valkana is probably one of the most interesting and well built up uh, Elder Dragon fight in a long time. You know how you had to go through that really long slog with Zoro Magdalos, and you had to go through all those cannons, and they, yep. it's not really you know it didn't really feel like a Monster Hunter fight. It was just kind of annoying, you know. Yep. Uh, there is nothing like that in Iceborne. Iceborne campaign is about as long as Monster Hunter Worlds, uh, depending on uh, depending on whether you you know, decide to tackle the optional content or not. But every single fight in the story mode is impactful, and there was no story mode uh, fight that I that I did not like. So every single mission is good. Every single monster that they introduce is fantastic. And the various little gameplay mechanics they put in, there is one little thing. Uh, have you seen any of the trailers at all, Ryan? I have. Have you seen the scene where the hunters are able to ride on the tail raiders? Yes. Yes. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's cute. That's a cool little gimmick that I'm going to probably try out once, and it's probably not going to be that useful, so I'm never going to use it again. I use that constantly. So basically, you just whistle, and a tail raider comes, as long as you're not in combat, and you can just get on, you can ride it. You can basically put on the map where you want the tail raider to go. So if you mark on a, uh, mark a monster, it'll basically uh, chase down the scent of the monster and just go directly to him. But when you're mounted and the, you know, the, the tail raider is going as fast as you can, you can still sharpen your weapon. You can still drink. So basically... Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's basically a fucking golf cart. <laughs> so, you know how in golf, um, hitting the ball is the interesting part and getting from point A to point B is not so much? Yep. And I feel like the Tail Raiders have basically fulfilled the purpose of becoming golf carts to get you back into the actions as fast as you can without as much downtime. And just the idea that even if you don't know where the monster is when you begin the hunt, you just summon a Tail Raider, it'll get you to the nearest scent. Once it picks up the scent, it can just follow automatically. No longer are you wandering zone from zone looking for the monster's track. It just does it automatically for you if you want it to. And, That's awesome. Yeah. On top of that, you can also launch off the Tail Raider when it's running. So I have had situations where the monster's limping and uh, running away from me. And nobody likes that part. You know, nobody wants to go to the place where the monster is going to rest up and then, you know, you can try to chase it down. And sometimes the chase is extensive, like like a full minute and a half long of just chasing the thing down. So I get on the tail raider as soon as it takes off. I get right behind them because the tail raider is incredibly fast. I launch off the thing, do a mounting attack, topple the monster, and I finish it off right you know, even before he's even able to get to the rest spot. It's amazing. That sounds uh, fantastic. Yeah, and the Clutch Claw is the new uh, thing that's universal to everyone. It allows you to kind of mount enemies whenever you want. But while it's powerful, you have, you have to be really strategic about how you use it 
and when you use it. Uh, I initially thought that it was going to be either A, overpowered or kind of useless, and it is exactly in that sweet spot where you have to know the behavior of the monster. You know, you have to know when they're tired, when you're safe to mount them, unless you're going to be taking a bunch of punishment. So, for example, have you ever used a hammer at all, Ryan? Uh, I have not. I, I have before. Mm-hmm. I haven't used it much in World. It's what my son uses, but I, I haven't used it much. Oh, your son is going to love the new hammer. Um, some of the changes they made, the Clutch Claw, for example. You know how the uh, the main, uh, I guess, like uh, signature move for the hammer is kind of that spinning thing that you do yep. as you're going down the hill? So now you're able to basically charge up your hammer, do your level 3 attack where you swing the hammer and crash it down on the enemy, and then immediately initiate a Clutch Claw where you basically spin like a top on the face of the monster. And then you just rip his face off, and with a huge bludgeon attack, you just come down. It looks crazy, and it is very, very powerful. And it just, it's just satisfying to do no matter how many times you do it. Every single uh, weapon in the game has additional moves. All of them that, that, that I've tested, I've tested about seven different weapons so far, have been great. They, none of the moves are, seem useless or you know without purpose. So I feel like every single thing that they added to the game only enhances everything that was originally good with the game. But I will say that the only negative that I have with this particular game is that the issue with uh, being able to join people's games when they're trying to watch story cutscenes and stuff like that still remains. I really wanted them to fix that or try to kind of streamline that a little bit. So you can kind of join with someone that's going through the story mode in full without having to wait for them in the hub, wait for them to put up a SOS flur and all that stuff. I think that's still silly and dumb. Like, it's, you know, it's such a great co-op experience. Why why ruin it by adding all these little uh, stop gaps in between? Sure. Uh, uh, do you have any particular questions at all about uh, Iceborne, right? No, I think you, I mean, you, pretty much covered most of what I was um, wondering. I mean, the, bi- the big thing that uh, I was curious about was whether or not the new stuff was um, was worth diving back in, but um, it's, it sounds like it might be. So yeah. It's, the, uh, um, I, I, uh, I know Ken knows this. Not everybody else knows this, but uh, my, my company's shutting down. So in about 10 days, um, I'm unfortunately going to have a lot of free time, assuming <laughs> I don't have another job by then. So uh, uh, I may have uh, time to go back to Monster Hunter World and uh, get caught up. That is nice and bad at the same time, depending <laughs> on how you look at it. Much much more bad than, than yeah. nice. <laughs> Listen, man, imagine if your next job only has like two weeks of you know downtime in between, right? That'd be nice. I, yeah. I would love a two-week I'd, vacation. I'd, I'd be okay with that. Maybe you yeah. could just become like one of those streamers, you know? There you go. <laughs> get you some bits <laughs> on the mixer. Get you get yourself a nice wig, wear some sunglasses, you know, get that going for yourself. Get you a nice you little cut gimmick. top. So. Yeah, everyone needs a gimmick. What would your gimmick be, Ryan? Um, <laughs> please give me money. <laughs> That's Is a, that a gimmick? gimmick. Does that count as a gimmick? Yes, I subscribe to you immediately. You know what? You, you know what? Yeah, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Right, I got right. I got your million dollar Twitch idea right here. Okay. You have to do the announcer voice through the entire stream. The entire time? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got it. 
you play and dress up as the Evangelion. Evangelion. Oh, yes. yes. There you go. Get you some nice robes. Yes. You know, my my stepmom made a uh, um, a cowardly lion costume for a local production of Wizard of Oz a couple years ago. Maybe she can get it. Yeah, lion? just get you some preacher robes and get you uh, the the book of the Evangelion, and then stand Have at a, podium. a blessed day. Yeah, just stand at a podium and be like, I was playing monster. I would Hunter. leave that stream on at every computer at work. <laughs> I'll give you my. You would have a hundred viewers flat every day. Baseline. I will. I will give you my prime subs. How about that? Every single go. prime sub. <laughs> no, but seriously, praise be. Totally <laughs> oh shit! Cracks me up every time. Uh, but yeah, Monster Hunter World is is glorious. It's exactly what I wanted. Um, Capcom just just been knocking it out of the park. Um, Resident Evil, uh, Monster Hunter. All the things that they're doing lately. Devil oh, May man. Cry. Let's not forget Devil about Devil You're May You're right. Cry. I, I have sinned. I apologize. Devil May Cry 5 was amazing. Um, yeah, but Monster Hunter World, I just can't stop playing it. I, I wake up at 6.15 before going to work. And I think to myself, I should take a shower in the morning and then go to work. And I said, I don't think that bad. Let me just get a couple of hunts in instead. It's a problem. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't stink. I. I hope. You hope. But besides the point. Yeah, but I, I play it all the time. Even when I want to do something else, I look at the TV where I read like some posts on Monster Hunter Reddit, and I'm like, I should test that real quick. And then four hours later, I'm still playing the game. So yeah, obsessed with it again. I am now master rank sixty eight. Hunter ranking like three hundred and twenty or something like that. Jeez, so, Pete. Yeah, it's 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 getting there. Um, uh, the other game that I've been playing that I was uh, also really really into re- lately is uh, Astral Chain. Who has played it? Ah, I'm playing it. Yeah. Uh, how far how far you get, buddy? I'm a couple hours in. Okay. Let me hear what you think first. Um. <sighs> I have a lot of problems with this game. Um, okay. I don't I don't want to say it feels low budget platinum. We all know there's two platinums. <laughs> and I don't want to say that it feels Cora slash TMNT platinum. Oof. Oof. But okay. it is definitely not Bayonetta platinum. Um, a lot of the issues that I have with this game are I feel like it tries to do too much and doesn't do any of them very well. Like, I don't like the melee combat. I find it very kind of simplistic and and not that fun. Um, The guns are okay, but I feel like that they are... You get knocked out of your animation too easily. Um, At least until you get your Astral Train. When you get your Astral Train, it gets a little easier because you you can kind of use it to distract the enemy while you shoot them. Um... I feel like the levels are kind of boring. Like, they're a lot of the same... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like you're trapped inside a computer 
kind of area. Mm-hmm. It does. It does have kind of that visual aesthetic where everything has so much neon, right? Yeah, and it, they don't feel like divert. Like when you go from level to level in Bayonetta or something, like some of their other games, like the levels feel really unique and different. Like a lot of these just kind of bleed together. Like and and it's got a very similar structure where you go to the police station, then you go to a level, then you go to a police station, then you go to the level, you know, and then. You kind of walk around, you talk to people, you investigate that, which I like that. I think that's cool. Like, I like the mm-hmm. in-between stuff. I like going to your computer, doing the vending machine stuff, getting, you know, kind of customizing your character. I think some of the side quests are interesting. I just, there's just something about the combat that just is not set with me. Like, you have to control the astral chain with the right stick if you're holding the left bumper. Mm-hmm. And it just, I don't know, it just feels like there's a whole lot of complexity to it, but it's not really intuitive. Hmm. I, I don't know. It's it's not clicking with me in the combat, which is why I play platinum games. But everything else kind of clicks with me. Gotcha. Uh, how many of the the astral chains have you unlocked for your main character? So oh, two or three. Okay. Have you been okay with like switching between them, like mid combos and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it takes. It took a little while to get used to controlling the two different things. Like it, mm-hmm. it kind of tests your brain to say like, oh, well, I need to manage this. I need to swap to that. Um, I do like the moves that you can do, but I feel like they're kind of limited. Like I like being able to wrap the chain around an enemy, lock it down. I like being able to rubber band it, but that doesn't happen as often as I would like. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It just feels like. It feels like it could have been so much more, but at the same time, it feels like it didn't quite get there. Interesting. I felt exactly the same way as you did around the first one or two hour mark. Mm -hmm. But I had that click moment where the combat started to feel like second nature. It felt like something... It's it's like that moment in Sekiro when I finally learned how important pairing is mm-hmm. when I started to get the rhythm of everything. And once I started to understand how to position my... Uh, my legion in the proper in the proper positions. How to combo one legion into the next like effortlessly, depending on the scenario and how many enemies are present. I I started really liking it. Um, I think when I play games like Bayonetta or Devil May Cry, I play games like that before. Those are standard character action games. Sure. You play you know you play one Devil May Cry game. You kind of understand. You press forward, attack. You're gonna do the stinger attack, right? There's gonna be some variation of it, and there's no equivalence to what Astral Chain plays like that anywhere else. And because of that, I think the game took a long time to click with me, and I think it might also, you know, have the same effect for other people. But once I finally got it, and once I started to really try to refine my controls, trying not to get hit, make sure make sure that I am playing. Um, at the optimal level and not getting hit, trying to go for those S-plus rankings in each battle encounter, I started really having a lot of fun. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like, um, even be- even beyond that, I like to say that this is one of the best uh, Switch uh, games, uh, uh, the games, like, looking games on Switch so far. I understand that it's locked at uh, 30 frames per second. Obviously, I would have loved to see it in, you know, full glory, 60 FPS and everything. But it plays well enough, and luckily there are not as many very, very strict timing-based mechanics as there are in games like Sekiro or even Bayo 2 and stuff like that. So it doesn't bother me as much, but I think the game looks great aesthetically. There is a, a visual cohesiveness to everything that's going on, whether it's the enemy types, 
or the environments that I quite enjoy. I think the storyline is actually kind of interesting. The they go fucking boss the wall with the cinematics in this game, Ken. Oh no, no the uh, yeah. the opening with the motorcycle was incredible, oh, yeah. Yeah. and then like the anime ass anime intro was just fantastic. I, I absolutely love the song; is just it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I think um, the the game has a lot going for it. I think, from my understanding, the the longer the game goes, I think the more complex and more interesting the game becomes, uh, even more so than I've already. Uh, you know, uh, been able to figure out. So I'm excited to dive in more. But once again, I also completely understand where Ken's coming from uh, when he hear, uh, when he says that he doesn't enjoy the combat. I think this is one of those things where some people just like to only control one character and just kind of have be in full control. Because even though you have a lot of control over your Legion, you're never like truly fully, fully in control a lot of times because you have to really do a balancing act because they can't be out all the time. So it's it's kind of a weird dynamic to mess around with, but hopefully uh, maybe give it a little bit more click with you because uh, there's other other things that the game's got going like the investigations, the story mode, all the crazy boss of the wall cinematic that are enjoyable to watch. So if you stick with it, maybe you'll have that clicking moment just like I did. But even if it doesn't, um, I think Platinum really tried to do something different. They could have just made another Bayonetta, like exactly, you know, another game that plays exactly like Bayonetta and be successful. But they decided to take a risk, and I, I very much respect them for it. Oh, yeah, I will definitely keep playing it. Uh, like I said, there's enough there that interests me, like the the characters and, and the goofiness of it makes yeah. me want to keep playing it. So, Yeah, the, the camp level is off the chart, and I love it. Yeah, the stupid stuff you can put on your head, and it's, it's it's just so it's just dumb enough that I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's coming from a good place. It's it doesn't take itself too seriously in a in in a good way. So I, I enjoy it. So those are the two review games that I've got going for me. Uh, Monster Hunter World I'll be writing, I believe, on Monday, and Astral Chain when I finish that. Hopefully by the end of next week, uh, depending on how the schedule. Uh, Shapes up. There's a couple of other games that uh, I've been kind of playing off and on. I'm playing uh, Amanda Medine with uh, with uh, with some friends, kind of like passing the controller around, which means it might take me a full month to beat a four hour game, but that's just how that goes. Um, you know, and I have that other game from uh, Spike Chunsoft that I I really want to delve into, but um, just kind of waiting on because I don't want to I don't want to ping pong to two different games unless I kind of finish off some loops and just kind of, you know, end things instead of starting another. Otherwise, it's going to be a whole list of games that I just start and never finish, and I don't want to do that. But, uh, yeah, that's basically it. Um, nothing nothing too crazy outside of that. All right. Well, I'll wrap this up. I don't have a lot to talk about except for one rather large game, but um, I did download the Code Vein demo. Okay. Um... Yeah, that's that's uh, that's one of those games where they're like, "Hey, Dark Souls is cool, right?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that game. Back you attacks. mean the game that literally advertised itself with "Prepare to Dine." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's no, it's I'm also kidding. got some. Um, what's that other? Um, oh, the shit. not Monster Hunter Monster Hunter game. The arcadey oh. Monster Hunter game. What's it? Uh, God Eater. God Eater. It's got kind of that where you're like. You're like a, a prisoner that has to go out and do things for somebody. I think it's made by the God Eater 
team, I, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of got that. Um, but it is literally Dark Souls. It is, you know, you've got different weapons, you've got different classes you can play. You get what they call gifts um, for each class, and, and those use up a, a specific meter. Um, there are bonfires that regenerate the enemies. I mean, it, it's it's all here. It's It's very loose, Dark Souls. Like, it doesn't feel... Like deliberate, like a Dark mm-hmm. Souls does. So that's kind of I didn't realize, but that's kind of how their Monster Hunter felt. Yeah, like yeah, too. yeah, for sure. This, I mean, if if I, you know, if you had played God Eater and and this is essentially the God Eater of Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, I kind of get what you're. It's more, it's more arcadey. Yeah, it's more for... fast paced, uh, and it's hella anime. Oh, but, it's uh... so anime. Like, the intro has this girl walking you, and, like, she literally just has something covering her nipples, and they bounce independently. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's just how that goes. I mean, as, mu- as much as I love Monster Hunter, I also enjoy God Eater as well. I think those games, high- despite the fact that they are obviously... Very much inspired from their original compo- uh, components, and they are not going to be as good as those things. It's kind of one of those things, like let's say you enjoy eating pizza at your favorite Italian restaurant, right? And the, but you can still get pizza elsewhere. It's it's not going to be as good, but it's still pizza, and you enjoy, you enjoy it. And that's kind of like how I enjoyed these like games, like God Eater, Code Vein. I tried out the uh, the beta. The first beta they they put out ages ago, yeah. and I thought that was fine. I thought it was rough, but uh, the the concept of it, the things that they were trying to go for, I, I enjoyed. So this is one of those games. When it comes out, I'll play it uh, when I have the chance. It's not going to be one of those priority games where I have to play on day one. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of weird that this game essentially was supposed to be out last year and then just disappeared mm-hmm. for like six months, and now it's coming back. It's it's weird. It's fine. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. It was supposed to be out last year, but then Monster Hunter World came out and really fucked up. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's it's a weird game. Uh, I also downloaded Creature in the Well, because it's on Game Pass. Um, that game is very interesting. Uh, it's kind of like a dungeon crawler with pinball mechanics. And it's just, I've only played through like the first maybe half hour. I, I just downloaded it and just kind of ran through it to see how it played. Um, it's definitely trying, it's one of those indie games that's trying to tell like a very serious story behind the goofy gameplay, but uh, it, it feels good. It feels tight. Um, I like it. So I think I'm going to go back to that and play a little bit of that. I just wonder how, how deep the mechanics get because you can only bounce a ball against pinball things so many times before it kind of gets a little boring. So. You no, know, I used to always downplay the pinballs because I, I, you know, I, the the whole idea is that the pinball was this arcade mainstay, and they're kind of like you know quarter eaters, and just kind of put it in. You see the flat, flashing lights pop up. You just hit the ball a couple times, and you're done with it. Yeah. But I talked to a couple of you know people that are like really enthusiastic about pinball. They even restore. Uh, like very like old classic pinball machines and do other things, and the amount of skill and actual knowledge that's uh, based on like pinball tables, because a, a pinball player that's good is good, but they really need to explore each table to see what they need to go for and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there is some semblance of strategy and you know things of that nature in that game too. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure, and 
you know, I'll dig a little more into it, see if I see if it kind of clicks with me. But I kind of fell off Yoku's Island Express because I kind of got po- got bored of the mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping this has a little more to it than just that. I really like the aesthetic of the game. I think it looks really cool. So, and then I played a whole hell of a lot of Gears of War Five. I'm sorry, Gears Five. It doesn't have of War anymore. That's gone. Is it is it just gone like officially? Yeah, it's just called Gears Five. They don't oh, call wow. it Gears of War. It's such I a... thought the of War was implied the whole time. Oh, I didn't know it was gone. And it's gone. Like I went to write, I went to post the review, and I went and double checked the PR site. I'm like, are they really just calling it Gears Five? Like, and they are. There is no Gears of War. All right. So, um, the first thing I will say about this game is that it's the best looking fucking game I've ever seen. Holy shit. Nice. And You're playing on the One X, I assume. Yes, I'm playing on the One X, which runs at 4K um, most of the time. It does it does have the scaling resolution, uh, but it runs at 60. And holy shit, going like kind of playing Control and then Astral Chain, which both hover around 30, mm-hmm. and then jumping into Gears of War, which every other Gears of War has run at 30 frames a second, except for the PC version that uh, they did uh, a couple years ago. And it's just, everything is different in that game. So, if you've ever played a Gears of War game, you know that it kind of has this, this kind of motion of combat. So, like, every gun, you get used to the way it feels. You, you know, every gun has a specific kind of way that it shoots, the way that it reloads, um, the way that it kind of hits enemies and, and gives that kickback. Uh, and at 60 frames a second, it, it just, it, it, like, changes the dynamic of some of those weapons. And I think that's really interesting. Um, the coalition has also kind of changed the, the way the kickback on the guns feel. So, Gears always had a specific thing, but now they've kind of met in the middle between this and other shooters, where other shooters kind of more have that, um, like, impact that when they hit somebody or when you shoot something, the, the way the targeting reticle moves. Um, another thing that they've added, which is really cool for players who are maybe not as good at Gears, is like if you bump the difficulty down, there's an option called Snap Lock, where when you pull the left trigger to aim, it'll lock onto an enemy. Um, which is really cool for people who don't play a lot of shooters. Didn't Uncharted have something like that? Yes, and the thing... And I, I popped this on... So like after I finished my review, I went back and I popped this thing on just to kind of see how it felt. And it felt very much like... You know, you're looking at these characters in Gears. They're big, hawking meat of men. And, like, you expect them to be super badasses. And kind of like if you suck at the game and you pull that left trigger to aim and you're, like, shooting at air, you're like, God, I feel like the worst soldier ever in in a war. Um, But the snap lock, like in Uncharted, just kind of makes you feel like a total badass, like the game wants you to be. And, And I think that's a cool feature. Um... Another cool feature that I like about the co-op is that it is three-player co-op, but you will only ever have two people playing as cogs, like the soldiers. The third player, when you play co-op, will play as Jack, which is the robot. And Jack is like a... um, kind of like a side partner, like he does other things. And in single-player, Jack is the biggest, one of the biggest changes to this game. Like, he has his own upgrade tree, he has perks, he has passive abilities, he has... Um, ultimate abilities. He has things he can do on the battlefield, and, and the third player that's playing him in co-op will actually control all of those things, including his upgrade tree, which I think is cool. Um, so he can do things like when you're in a battle, he can um, 
what they call, uh, what's it called? A flash. So you can flash the enemies and pop them out of cover. Um, and as you're playing through the game, you can actually get these little um, upgrade pieces that allow you to upgrade things in that tree. So eventually, by the end of the game, I was able to flash enemies out of cover and then fucking freeze them in place, which was really cool. Um, and the game takes advantage of these abilities by forcing you to use them. So, like, one of them basically makes you invincible for a set amount of time. It, like, gives you this armor buff. And there are certain levels in the game where you have to use it in order to get through sections through, like, uh, fire or ice or poison gas, things like that. Um, but that whole jack upgrade tree is is just, it really fleshes out, like, the gameplay when you're playing. Um and I, and I think it's really cool. Like, they give you the upgrades over the course of the game. There are certain story elements. Um, the upgrade points are found in the levels. Did they have any kind of, like, progression and upgrade system like that in the previous Gears games? Not in campaign. Not in campaign, right? No, campaign yeah, campaign has never had it. That's good. That's good. Because that's... I, you know, we had this conversation before, but to, to kind of TL, TLDR, I... I really like Gears, Gears 1, Gears 2, Gears 3, I even Gears Judgment I played through. All of them through co-op, and they were enjoyable, but they became less and less so. And it kind of hit the mark when I played Gears of War 4, and one of the mistakes that I played it alone, because I played it really late, yeah. and nobody was playing that game anymore. So playing that game solo just kind of you know, brought it home, like how repetitive... Those yes. game moments can be just get on the shoulder, just just hug the wall, pop out, shoot a couple of bullets, and just do that at infinitum. And I just got so bored of Gears Four that I uninstalled all 116 gigabytes of it. Yeah, it's a big game. And before, yeah, before before I even finished it, and that kind of bums me out. Having played four other games in the series to completion, you know. Yeah. But when I hear Ken talk about all the new mechanics about Gears 5, it excites me to go back and try this series again. And I'm not going to play Gears 4. I'm done with that game. I'm just going to watch like a... You said there was a video or something like that you could watch at the beginning? Yep. So when you boot up Gears 5, there's actually a video that plays that says previously on Gears. If you want to go deeper and kind of get a refresher on the first three games, there's a video for that too that you can watch, which I think is cool. Yeah, I think it's been long enough. I might as well just watch all of it. It doesn't take too long, right? It's no, it's less than five minutes for both videos, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Yep. I'll just watch those, jump into Gears 5, and then just give that a shot. I'm just excited to have a series to be excited about again. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I, I feel you. Like, I thought Gears of War 4 was a good game, but it was just more Gears. Mm-hmm. And you kind of get tired of that linear progression corridor levels. Sure, there's some new enemies. They're kind of neat. And and to be fair, as as like by the numbers as Gears 4 was, the story was really good. Like I like the characters. I, I like the new characters. A lot of times when games get away from the characters you're used to, you don't necessarily like the combat kids in Mortal Kombat 10. I, I you know people don't really care for them. But I really like Kate. I thought JD was really interesting. Um, and that's something that Gears 5 really does well, is, like, the story in this game is infinitely better than it has any right to be. Um, there are legitimate scenes in this game where I was, like, sad. Um, I really like how they handled Marcus. Like, seeing Marcus in the first three games, you're kind of like, look at this meathead, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, his relationship with Kate and with his son 
in four and five, like it takes a whole nother turn. And I really like him as a character. Um, but another thing that's kind of changed about this game, so like when you first boot it up and you play through Act 1, you're like, hey, it's Gears of War. I get it. Then you hit Act 2, things completely change. So there's only four acts in this game, and the two middle ones are very much different than Gears that you're used to. So in these levels, you get to go to these new environments, and basically they're like a level of Metro Exodus, where there's this open area, you have this... Um, this mode of transportation that you can take around. You can, you know, do as much as you want. There are side quests. There are little things you can find um, to do upgrades. There are story threads you can follow. Or you don't even have to. If you just want to mainline the story, you can do that. That part is always on the map. But there are other things that you can do, and it kind of gives you an open freedom to play the game that you want. Um, Another thing that I like about these two open areas is that they are different dynamically. So, like, the environment will make a difference. I, I don't know if anybody's seen the videos where, like, you're playing in the ice world, but you can actually shoot the ice out from underneath the feet of enemies, which I think is a really cool mechanic. And there and there's stuff like that in both of these environments. Do you, you know how when you introduce an open world to a game that was predominantly very linear, yep. it oftentimes has the effect of making the the pacing of the game, like, lose focus and become kind of bloated. Did, did you feel that way at all? No, I didn't, because it never it never forces you to do that. And while the levels are feel big, <clears throat> they don't take a lot to traverse. Like, a big problem I have with open world in some games is, like, how much empty space there is. Like, oh, look, you can go over there. But, yeah, it takes me 30 seconds to drive over there, and it's stupid. Like, there's nothing there. And these feel just more... I don't know, they feel more condensed in the sense that it doesn't take long to get from point A to point B. The environments are interesting enough, and the side stuff is interesting enough that I don't want to skip it. But if I did, I wouldn't really feel like I missed out on a whole lot. You know, like, it kind of balances that in a good way. So, like, all of that stuff is great. Like, the campaign is fun. It's, It's just, I really enjoyed the campaign. I think they did a good job of kind of bringing the game into... Kind of making it their own, because the Coalition took it over from Epic after Judgment, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, okay, Gears 4 feels like more Gears. Like, you guys are just copying the formula and moving on. This feels like their game. So, I'm pretty happy about that. You know, now that we talk about this game and how how good it is compared to the previous game where, you know, the developer took over, I'm kind of now more interested in Halo Infinite. Yeah, because... but, I mean, 343's had two games... And they've it's true. progressively true, true. gotten worse. Like four yeah, is better than five. Yeah, it's true. True. Four is four is fine. Yes. Like it's not it's not great, but it's fine. And then you played five, hoping that it wouldn't be like four, and it wasn't. It was no, worse. It was worse. Yeah. I still like, have hopes you know, for infinite, but yeah. I I pretty sure infinite's going to be very different. I. I hope so, because it needs to be. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. The way they've talked about Infinite makes me feel that way. The fact that they're trying to... They seem to be going back to the drawing board and realizing that this is not okay. Like, Yeah. It it doesn't help that Five's story was... Awful? Awful. And all over the place. Yeah, it didn't make any sense half the time. Like, you'd run into characters that you had no fucking clue who they were. Nobody wants to play as Locke. No, Locke Nobody. was terrible. Locke is terrible. 
But Halo well, Infinite. Well, so is so I don't uh, hold on. I I don't know that. I don't I don't disagree with you, Anthony. I don't disagree with you. But I, I hear a lot of people talk about how well it's it's Halo. Everybody should want to play as Chief. We should want to. We should be playing as Chief the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Halo Reach, you didn't play as Chief, and that and, game and was it, excellent. Oh, and and ODST, you don't play as Chief, right? Yeah. It's, I have no it's about the playing it's about, about the playing. writing. It's not about the the fact Locke. that it's who is not Locke? Chief. He's just an angry guy that doesn't like the character everybody likes. I don't want to play as that character. I don't want him to succeed. Now, I'd, yeah, I don't I think get it's, it. I don't think it's necessarily that it, people don't want to play as Chief. At least not me. Or it's, you mean Locke? No, no, no. It, it, sorry, yeah. But it's not that people say I only want to play as Chief. It's that Locke was such a bad character. Like, oh, yeah. I like the dude in ODST. I like the characters in Reach. I do not like Locke. <laughs> I, 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 I just think it would be... So, from, from my perspective at least, I think the most, the most interesting things that they've managed to do in, in the Halo series, at least... Over the in recent memory, have been when they've explored the other parts of the universe and not just Chief. Sure. So, for, for example, Agreed. I thought Reach was one of my favorite of the the series. Um, so I'm just I'm a little nervous that the new direction, based on how Halo Five went, is going to be well. We just triple down on Chief, and everything is Master Chief again. But they already um, tripled I, down on Chief. They shouldn't yeah. have brought three. Finished the story. Exactly. That's and that's then, my point. Three finished then, the story. Then they're like, it should have been done. Here's four. Here's five. Now five is like we made new Spartans. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sure. Whatever. Like, and then, like, Cortana is more than what you think she is. Like, oh my good god, this is, like, You know what, truthfully, I just really wish Chief and Cortana would fuck and we could be done with that storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, isn't uh, that what it's all real, leading up like, to, right? You're not I, wrong. That's the worst part about it. I feel like we're currently at the, the, the point where they're going to end up doing so much extra Chief and Cortana stuff that it's going to retroactively make the first three games worse. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And uh, I just my my take is that they could have a lot of really cool stuff in that universe if they would just be as good at writing other characters as they should. Well, now that now they have to solve the stupid stuff they did in see that's the, the glory of Gears was when they brought it back there at least at least made it in the future and were smart enough to give some other sort of enemy a, a spot. And they, I guess they did that with Halo, but then they s- focused too much on one of their already established characters with it. So, and, and like just the whole Cortana and the whatever they call them predecessors or fucking precursors. Precursors. I didn't want to call them that because I was like, that's definitely the thing that they called them in Jack and Daxter. <laughs> also, um, Assassin's Creed, they called them. Yeah, that's right. Precursors yeah. At some point. So, but so the, it's the, just, it's a mess. It's a mess that they've written themselves into, and now they have to pay off. And if I they just go, it didn't happen, I'm going to go, this is bad. The, the thing is, you're right, you're right that they have to do that now, because they've already kind of given that impression for Infinite, that it's going to continue the story from 5. They didn't have to. They didn't have to. 
they could have told a completely different story in that universe, completely divorced from everything that happened in the last two games. That's what they should have done with Thor. That's what they should have done with Thor. But they they had that chance again now, is my point. Coming off a game that was not well-received. They had the choice now. enough fans, though. Enough fans to have to pay off on it. And Gears at least finishes... I, I don't, I don't bit, except for, I don't know. It, it, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that Infinite is different enough, like this new Gears. So well, also, Halo Infinite is gonna be a launch title for whatever the Project Scarlet probably, is for Xbox, right? Probably, yes. probably. So there is a lot riding on this game. Not sure. only is Halo agreeably at the lowest point that it has ever been in its franchise, it's got the writings of this entire new generation of consoles riding on its back. So I think they have so much to lose that they're going to go all out on this particular game. Uh, Not just in the terms of budget, I think they're going to throw everything at this game. That's why I have a little bit more hope for this game compared to if they were not making a launch game. So I I hope it's ready. I hope it's going to be the return of Halo that we all love. But uh, we'll see. I hope so. so. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think the the um, the 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 problem is it, as good as or as much as I enjoyed the story in the first three Halo games, the first was especially two and three um, weren't these b- blow blow the world apart successes because of the single player story. It was because it was the online multiplayer game. Mm. Um, and multiplayer game anymore. Now, maybe Infinite comes out and it takes that crown back, um, but it's going to have some work to do because the folks that are playing online multiplayer games now, um, most of them weren't around when two and three <laughs> were blowing the world apart from a multiplayer standpoint. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I we'll we'll have to see if it can reclaim that crown. Um, even Call of Duty. Anymore, I feel like has taken a backseat to battle royale stuff uh, in terms of online play. Um, so we'll, I'm gonna, I don't know. Good, we'll have to free see. Is, free is a good entry price. Oh sure, right, one hundred percent. So free, free is how Fortnite ended up in our house. Yep. So. yep. <laughs> All right. Um, just to wrap up, gears. The multiplayer is the multiplayer. I suck at it. Um, escape mode is cool. It's a nice little three-person diversion from the rest of it. It's kind of got like a different feel. And finally, Horde. Fuck it, go back to the original Horde. I don't like this card bullshit. I hate one-time use items. I hate loot boxes in this game. Just make it fucking Horde. I don't, I don't want this extra bullshit around it. If you want me to unlock stuff, unlock skins and cosmetics, not fucking one-use cards. I, I think that shit is so stupid. Why is it one-use? Why isn't it like... Like level ups for your profile. Well, it's like got skills. it's got all that shit too. It's like you you can feed cards to other cards, disable card, like deconstruct cards. To Does donors. the cards come in loot boxes? Yes, they do, and that's what I fucking I, hate about this it. shit. And they don't even sell them. That's the problem. <sighs> I hate this fucking mechanic. Get rid of it. Fucking kill they it. They ruined horde mode, didn't they? Yeah. I I've only ever seen the card mechanic. Work. Okay. Okay. Specifically, I have to mention that it's only okay in one game, and it was that uh, semi-competitive mode in the Tomb Raider game. 
Yeah. I just I, uh, I, where it was like it was like you 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 basically made a hand of cards that you would go in and then you'd have to survive as long as possible and kill as many enemies. I like just, that's all right. I just don't want cards, man. I'm so tired of I fucking cards. One-time use cards are shit. Even if you bought a real pack of cards in like real life, you don't only get to use them once, and then they just flake into dust. I still haven't looked at my cards from you know my baseball pack I opened the other day because then they just disappear like fucking into into the wind, man. Anyway, uh, and I also played as Banjo in Smash Brothers. Oh yeah, I did that too. That's- I do like him. He's cool. He's like yeah, fucking. He's cool. He holds Kazooie up and shoots eggs out of her mouth. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that bomb that he shoots from like behind him. Oh he yeah. He grabs it and like tosses it at people. It's actually pretty good. Uh, that game, like seeing Banjo and Smash, I don't know, warms my heart. So, um, have you bought the Sans Me Gunner costume? No, I don't. I don't play that shit. So. Uh, I, you know, as as you know, I I like Undertale, not so much the fan base, but the game itself. Um, it's lovely. I never bought a me costume, but I picked that one up mostly for the song, because Megalovania is is a fun track to destroy your friends with. So that's that's good. And um, I I don't have it, but I if I did, I'd be buying the uh, Goemon, uh, Miss Ninja costume. Yeah, uh, I never played any of those games. I oh my god, they're so it. good. Mm. I yeah. totally understand why, though. It's totally a good cult following. So. Is, is it like a Japanese-only game, or did it ever come no, out? No, it came it out over here. They had Going Mount 64, baby! Yeah, so there is <laughs> two N64 titles, <laughs> Nintendo title, and Game Boy title, and I think that was it for English releases. Right. The N64 game predates uh, Ocarina of Time as like an open-world RPG adventure game. Oh, let's talk about what's coming out this week. Whew, it's a long list. We'll run through this. Uh, we've got Path of Exile Blight. It's a new expansion for that free-to-play Diablo game. Nice. Battle Wake. Blasphemous, which is the 2D Team 17 pixel... Like, Dark Souls. Dark Souls Super game. violent. Yeah. I want that game. Probably end up. Yeah, on. It looks. It looks brutal. I want to try it. I want to just see the arts in motion. It's beautiful in its disgustingness. Uh, Caravan Stories, Distraint Deluxe Edition, E Football Pez Twenty Twenty, uh, Forager, Greedfall. That's out this week. Uh, Hero Express. Jigsaw Zen, NASCAR Heat 4 Gold Edition, NHL 20, No Man's Sky Beyond, I'm assuming that's a physical release, uh, Sudden Strike 4, The Complete Collection, uh, Season Pass 3 for Tekken 7, kicks off this week with Zafina, nice. uh, The Walking Dead, The Telltale Definitive Series, Trials Rising, Crash, and Sunburn. Uh, correct my pronunciation of this. Utawarumonozan? Close enough. Okay. Uh, WRC8 FIA World Rally Championship. Real Fishing Road Trip Adventure. That doesn't make any sense. 
Uh, Agatha Knife, Super Dodgeball beats Ellen. Next Wait. Gen- no, not uh, the, not Ellen the DeGeneres has no, her own game. No, no, no. no. I played that game. It's a pixelated. <laughs> just imagine having a game where you're like a talk show host and you choose like your own guests and you just choose topics. That's got to be a PC game, right? It's probably a PC game, but it doesn't have Alan DeGeneres in it. Well, of course it doesn't. They can't afford that license. I hate to admit it, but I'll probably end up picking up real fishing adventure. I like fishing games, and this one has an RPG in it, and it looks like they're stealing the designs from Persona. Hey, Anthony, do you know what other game has fishing in it? Monster Hunter. Every other RPG game ever made in the last 20 years. (laughs) Near Automata has fishing in it. This one, this one, this one has, like, more in-depth fishing. Uh, did you did you see, by the way, and Ken, you'll appreciate this. I saw on, um, somebody posted from Reddit that there was a, uh, somebody figured out that you can um, stand, like, on a block or something like that in the middle of a body of water in Breath of the Wild and whistle over and over again. And because fish are afraid of noise it will drive a whole bunch of fish to the shore and then you can just go over there and pick them all up. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's so... Dude, people are still discovering stuff with that game. Because that game oh. is one of the best games ever made unless you're Ryan Wumbled. I just... Wumbled. I just... <laughs> oh. Segway, I... hold on. Let me tell this quick story before I forget. So, I told you guys about the whole tail raider that you can ride in Monster Hunter World, Right. Right. When you're riding them and the monster is tracking the scent of the monster, but if it goes through a body of water, it loses the scent of the monster. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I never noticed. I thought the game was bugging out, and then I figured it out. It happened every single time when it goes through water. It's amazing. All right, go on. Uh, And then two big releases this week. If you don't have Game Pass Ultimate, you can finally buy Gears 5, and then Borderlands 3. Is also out on Friday. Who's excited for Borderlands 3, by the way? Uh, you know, I am. Okay. I mean, I like I Borderlands. Yeah, I like Borderlands. Uh, let's go through the Switch games. We've got Gun Gun Pixies. Uh, Newt 1, Throne Quest Deluxe, Ritual, Ritual Sorcerer Angel, Sydney Hunter and the Curse of the Mayan, <clears throat> The Sinking City, Ooh, but that's going to be a little rough on Switch. <laughs> oh my god, that game's going to not run very <laughs> Every time the fog rolls in, that, that game's going to crash. Good lord. Uh, we'll talk about the Switch later, because we had a big Nintendo Direct this week, so... Yeah. Hold on to your butts. Uh, Damon X Machina is out this week. Everybody forgot about that game. I, I want... I downloaded the demo thinking that I was going to try it. I never did. I, played I still want to play that game. I played the first demo. I found it a little slow. Really, it looks really fast whenever they show gameplay. Yeah, it felt really slow when I played it. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Atomic Heist, Chop, Star Wars Pinball, and rest in pieces. Pieces. Pieces, not just a piece. Pieces. Reese's pieces. Re- Reese's pieces. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that's it. So, Borderlands and Gears are the big, big games this week. We've also got NASCAR and NHL. A lot of games. Expect it to stay this way until November, like the last week in November. Yeah, it's it's insane, man. Just September alone. I listed up all the games that I'm interested in to play uh, that are coming out in the next month. 
and it was something like eleven games yeah. in one month. <clears throat> I can't, I can't handle it. That's that's like almost a game every other day. Yeah, yeah, basically. All right, news. Uh, Kojima has confirmed that Death Stranding will have a very easy mode designed for movie fans. Because you know, cool. So Anthony, you'll be able to beat the yeah, game. Did, nice. Oh, did you did you see he also? Um, he also said that even he doesn't understand the game at this point. Yeah. Well, no mm. shit. No shit. <laughs> yeah. It's, I've, I've, never, um, I've never found anything less surprising in my life. Oh, God. If he doesn't understand it, we're fucked. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to make a whole new... Well, it's not that he doesn't understand the... Understand what type of game he's trying to make. So it sounds like a fucking mess. Eh... I'll be very interested. I, yeah, at this I'll, point, it's just morbid curiosity to play this game. Well, and I oh, feel yeah. like he says stuff like that just to make people. Yeah, he does. Think he's a genius. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I mean, he made some of the best games <clears throat> ever created, and you know, multiple of them. So I give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I mean, but <clears throat> also to be I'm fair, not, I'm not going to disagree with you. But he also tends to. Um, how do I how do I put this? He likes being considered a genius. Oh yeah, yes. and ten- tends to make things sound more aggressive than they are, just so that sort of mystique can remain. I think mm-hmm. he's still living off the high of how ahead of the curve he was with MGS2. I, I, yeah. I memes. Just, I'm just thinking of uh, the episode of It's Always Sunny where Charlie thinks he's ingenious. <laughs> All right, no, no, I want to watch it. Oh, for fuck's sake! No, I, I watched that episode. That was a good episode. That's all I could think about is just someone going off on tangents. Like, no, this doesn't actually make any fucking sense. Uh, Celeste is getting a free Chapter 9 DLC on September 9th. Uh, this add-on features over 100 levels and new story material. It's actually uh, held up the physical release of it. I, I've, I've owned that game for so long, uh, but I haven't even booted it up yet, but I will eventually. I played it. I didn't think it was that great, so I didn't hmm. finish it. But then again, I'm wrong. I know, when I first said that I didn't like the game, I got I got subtweeted a couple times. For, you know what the fuck you talking about? Okay. I mean, <laughs> if you if you said the game was bad and everyone subtweeted you, I can understand. But if you say you don't like it and they call say that you're wrong, it's like maybe I am wrong about my own feelings. Maybe I am. Oh, maybe man. I don't understand. Like no, I even I, I need to reinstall it, boot it up again, and be like, oh my god, I like it now because people said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Days Gone is officially getting a new game plus, plus a do- two additional difficulty modes. I forgot that game came out this year. Holy shit. Yeah, it's uh, one of the rare misfires of this year, actually. That's a, that's a game that needs a large portion of it. Can I get the director's cut of it where they cut out the f- world nonsense? So I can just play the game? Good lord. Alright, Nintendo Direct. Holy shit. Um, Jedi Knight is coming to Switch and PlayStation 4, as well as Jedi Academy. They didn't say that in the Direct, but it was in the press release. Is it going to be a two-for-one bundle, or is it nope. going to come separately? It's, uh, Jedi Knight comes out in October, I think, and then the next one's next year. I loved Academy. I don't remember Outcast. Academy is playable currently on Xbox One through backward compatibility. It is, and it's... Um... It's a rough it game. doesn't hold up as well as you'd hope. Yeah, it's oh, a rough game. Man. It's 
I, 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 it was one of my favorite games of all time, but it it doesn't to go back and play it now. It doesn't hold up all that well. I also don't understand why these ports aren't coming to Xbox or PC. That seems weird. I guess PC they're already there. Yep. But I, why is it I not think on when Xbox? I, when I think about Academy, I'm not sure if you guys remember. Um, I guess it'll be fresh in your memory because you guys tried the backwards compatibilities. That I remember one specific moment that I'll never forget. It's that they had this boss fight where they set up this whole thing. Like, it's very epic. It's There's, like, a build-up and everything. Finally, you take out your lightsaber. You turn it on. The fight begins. The guy jumps towards me. I swipe left. He gets eviscerated from the middle. Flops down and the boss battle's over. I was like, yeah, that's how it should be. Light sh- <laughs> battle sh- fight shouldn't be long-winded. If you get cut by a lightsaber, you should die immediately. And I was like, that's that's what I like about Academy. Just and the no-nonsense. Well, I will be interested to see these ports, because the reason why it doesn't age well is because the controls are wonky as fuck. Yes, 100%. So if they... The, I mean, vi- visually, it obviously doesn't age well, but that's kind of an expectation. Sure. But yeah, the controls are a mess. If they if they rework the controls on these ports, I will be interested. If they don't, they can keep them. Now, what motion controls? No, we'll talk about motion controls in a minute, because I got something to say about motion controls. Oh, they also announced Super Nintendo games are coming to the Switch fucking finally. Yeah. They're already on there. I know they are. There's 20 of them, and it's beautiful. Yep. My son and I played both Super Tennis and Super Soccer against each other uh, a couple nights ago. Super Tennis is one of the best tennis games. It might be the best tennis game ever made. It Uh, might be. Drew's not here, so I'm just going to say add TMNT. Mm. You're welcome, Drew. They didn't add it, though. Yes, yeah, they, they should add it, though. They will. They've also or announced else. that their cadence will no longer be once a month. They will just add them at irregular times. So, whatever that means. I mean, if they if they add, like, a couple, you know, when they add them instead of just, like, one, maybe, like, six months, I'm, I'm done with that. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a nice emulator. I like the rewind feature. I like the um, save states, obviously. They look real good. I played some Super Mario World. Played some uh, Brawl Brothers. Games are still fun, and it's cool that they did not charge extra for those. They could have totally upped the price of Nintendo Online another five to ten dollars, and I guarantee you, people would have paid it. So, uh, Deadly Premonition was released on Switch this week, but more importantly, they announced a sequel. Uh, now that came I have out to of buy fucking Switch. nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> that's a weird thing. Uh, but I, I Deadly Premonition is one of those games that. I personally don't like to play, yeah, I but I like love it. watching a Let's Play of it. Uh, so I, like I am that down. Game a lot. So I am down. I will be. I will be. Did you like playing the game, though, Andy? Yeah, I. Like the combat. I yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's bad. I tolerate the combat. It's bad. It's not. It's not bad. It's if bad. Play, if you're playing the Xbox original, it's okay. If you play the PS3 remake or reissue or director's cut or whatever you want to call it. What is, that what, game somehow runs worse. That game runs worse. What is what is what is the theme of Phoenix Down this year? Shut up, Ken. What is the theme of Phoenix Down this Shut year? Shut up, Answer Ken. my question. <laughs> you know the answer. I have to answer it. And what game are you playing? Shut up, Ken. <laughs> it got bad review scores because it's a bad video game. It's like forty hours of stupidity. You named your you named yourself after a bad Genesis game. Yeah, and I admit it's a bad game. Admit Deadly, yeah, well, Deadly Premonition is a bad video game. 
Then call me Deadly Premonition. Uh, Banjo-Kazooie were stealth-dropped for Smash Brothers, and they announced the next character, which is Terry Bogard. And I have to say, that SNK intro for Terry Bogard was the greatest fucking thing ever. (laughs) I was laughing along the whole time. It was fantastic. Oh, everybody reaching for the invite. It was so good. I hope that's in the game somewhere. It's just so good. Let's talk about this. Overwatch is coming to Switch. We all knew this was happening. Yeah. I'm fine with them bringing the game to the system. I have a couple problems with the port. First off, they have motion controls, which is dumb. Don't do that. You'd be surprised how many people want. Second, it runs at 30 FPS. So the comparison that I hear people making is that... There is a competitor to Overwatch called Paladins. Yeah, and it and runs at 60 on yeah, the Switch. That game came out on Switch. It runs at 60. Um, it's not locked, locked at 60. I mean, it dips here and there. But it runs very smoothly. As, as a technical showcase, it's, it's marvelous. But Overwatch, being a game, obviously looks better than Paladins. But I feel like if they just fiddled around with the settings enough, they could have got it to 60 and just held it at the 60 to 50 rate, which I think would have been acceptable. So uh, I think 30 FPS Overwatch is gross. Yeah, well, I'm here's also my there. other problem, is that the developers have also said that they're looking at cross-play. You can't cross-play Switch in any other fucking system at that point. Yeah, it's too much of a handicap. You cannot put 60 FPS players against 30 FPS players. You just can't do it. So, I bet I bet what happens is that they were able to get relatively steady 60 with lower settings on dock mode, but they weren't able to do it in portable. <sighs> and because of that, they have to just make everything 30. Otherwise, people playing portable wouldn't be able to play with people playing docked, and that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Sometimes this, I mean, this goes back to what I said. Not everything really needs to be on the Switch. If you can't get a game that relies on... I'm not a guy that it's like, I won't play a game if it's 30 FPS. I mean, I fucking play Control and play an Astral Train. It's fine for some stuff. But, man. But, for example, though, right? Let's say you have, like, some kids or something like that. They have the Switch because, obviously, they're, you know... Parents are more likely to buy them Switch compared to a PS4 and Xbox most of the time. And you play Fortnite on it. You have fun with these games. Uh, you heard of Overwatch, a lot of people talked about it, and now, finally, you have a system where you can play on it. My, eh, my son know? plays Overwatch on the Xbox, it runs at 60 on the Xbox One base. But what I'm saying is, if it's your only option, is that really so bad? <sighs> Compared to not being able to play it at all, is that so bad? I mean, I guess. That's like asking if uh, a bike without a seat is better than no bike. <laughs> uh, it's a little different than that, but I get I get the gist that you're going. It's like, kind of like being able running... to watch a movie. Uh, one, you're watching it in a movie theater, Dolby Cinema, the works, everything. Just as the director intended you to play the game. <laughs> on the other hand, good. you're watching a bootleg copy from a on camera on you know, a camera that was in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it comes down to degrees of how bad it is. But I'm sure the 30 FPS will probably be fine, given you're playing against other 30 FPS people, and just get used to it. 
And this would be deal. less of a... Like, I would have... Like, I don't care, because I don't have a Switch currently, and I don't play Overwatch. But the thing that I don't understand is this is an online game on a portable console. And at some point, I go, that seems pointless if you want to bring the console with you somewhere. I mean, you can Why play over that, that Wi-Fi. I'm going to do my placement oh, competitive Oh, so matches. we can play over Wi-Fi because all the places we go have Wi-Fi. No, I'm, like, that's, I'm, my, that's where my issue becomes. Like, I'm going to play. I'm going to do my competitive placements on my Switch in portable <laughs> mode. You know what the funny thing is, Ken? All the other players are had the same handicap that you do, so you'll probably end up like putting exactly the same amount of numbers. <laughs> Oh, and I'm playing Widow, by the way. Just <laughs> okay, never mind. With the motion controls, Welcome Jay. Welcome to Bronze, Ken. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, yeah, it's one of those things. Like, but let's think back, guys. Like, we used to play fucking GoldenEye co-op at 10 frames per second. That was 20 years TV. ago. This is 2019. <laughs> I'm saying we dealt with it back then, and it was fine. And people will deal with this. Yeah, now, but but no, fine. wait, hold on. You, you're misunderstanding my issue. It's an online game on a console that like can't be online if it leaves Wi-Fi. So those things don't go together well. Like use, and you can say, well, there's places that have Wi-Fi. Yeah, because the Starbucks Wi-Fi is something that you should really trust with your gaming. I think it you can play against like bots and stuff like that offline. Yeah. But I, I understand. But the bots will stay on the payload. Maybe it's also the only way you can play that game portably. So that's something. The bots do stay on the payload. I prefer to play with bots. Sometimes. <laughs> I was just Fucking, thinking, uh, but okay. Like legitimately, even the easy bots they stay on the payload. Unlike nobody unlocks Hanzo and tells everyone to go healer and. You tank. you you want to know the funniest? The funniest trivia about Overwatch, and nobody believes me about this. They incentivize you to stay on the payload because it fucking heals you. It does. And nobody believed me. And I was like, if you just stay on the payload, you can get healing. Like, no, that's stupid. It, it, it It's true. And it's an incentive to stay on the... Because what, what is the point of the game? Uh, people suck. <laughs> oh, people suck bad. <laughs> Oh man, you know it's fine. Overwatch is on the Switch. You know the only, you know the thing that truly pisses me off about this is they're giving Switch owners a chance to get that Noir Widow skin that we haven't been able to get since 2015. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't been on the podcast in a while, but I know for sure that our listeners love to talk here about, talk Overwatch. about Overwatch, especially. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to the next topic. All right, there's a lot coming out of this Nintendo Direct. They also announced Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Hell yeah! And uh, by the way, we'll be covering that game on Phoenix Down in 2020. Oh, you, Drew ain't here to tell you no. though. Again, listen, his silence was an admission and a confirmation. I'll That's play, all there is to it. I'll play that over Xenosug. Well, we'll get to that later, Anthony. Shut up. <laughs> We're not gateway. playing Xenosug. It's I just a gateway it. game to the rest of the Xenosaga series that's happened. But, you know, Xenoblade Chronicles HD looks great. I thought maybe it was like some kind of a direct sequel to Xenoblade Chronicles because the graphics look so much better. But it just turns out it's just uh, like a remaster. Yeah, but, they, uh, I'm excited. It's a bloody good remaster because mm-hmm. go back and look at those faces. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought maybe the 3DS version was just like really 
I remember having to look it up. I'm like, did this game look this bad on Wii? Like, or did they have to? Oh no, this game looked that bad on Wii. Okay. Uh, we didn't talk about it in the Smash Brothers stuff, but they also announced that there will be more characters coming after the Fighter Pass. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Sharp Fe Encore. Uh, John's not here, but I will say hell yeah. Yeah, I could he hear was... John go. I could hear John scream when that was announced. Yeah, he hell tweeted yeah. as soon as they announced it. Yeah, um, I think that was one of uh, John's like top five it best games his, of that year. It was his favorite game of that year. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it was. It was on my top ten, or just barely outside of it as well. Uh, it's a very underrated game. I think it has some very cool combat mechanics, and generally, it just flows really well. So. Excited to uh, see more than 10 people play the game, so that's nice. I still won't play it. It's not my thing. I, I bought it and never got around to play it. Uh, Super Kirby Clash was announced and launched. It's a free to start. Free to At start. least it's honest. Free to I, start is a lot more honest than free to play. I did play it. It, it definitely feels like a mobile game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think all of uh, Nintendo's play stuff is free to start on consoles. Possible. I I don't know. And they usually have a cap, too. Um, Like, you can't exceed, like, a certain amount of, like, paying. Like, at one point, they'll just give everything to you. True. Oh, yeah? That's actually cool. Yeah, so their Pokemon, uh, the Pokemon Picross, Uh uh, Rusty Sluggers, and I want to say that, uh, and um, uh, Pocket card jockey sure all so those games are free to free to start or i think yeah i think they were free to start and then you like at some point they cap it off so i think rusty was 20 or 30 and you could you could actually pay less because you could talk them down in the game and pokemon i want to say maybe was 30 as well but they, they basically said like after a certain like you could pay up like in small portions and eventually you would just be like you've paid enough we'll just give everything to it's, you it's like the equivalent of renting a videotape if you rent so long that you know you pay for the actual videotape itself you just kind of get to keep it yeah pokemon yeah yeah, yeah like it, they they're pretty good at making sure it's not like a on, on on consoles that it's not like made for whales god did i make a videotape Yes. reference? What no, year every, is it? What the hell every, is wrong with me? Everybody in here is old enough to remember Blockbuster. Yeah, but everybody okay. listening is like, what the fuck is a Blockbuster? <laughs> <laughs> um, blockbuster deal, baby. We can stop asking if is it coming to Switch because they pretty much announced every game was coming. Call of Cthulhu, Vampire. Um, mm, but all games I really don't trust to Dauntless, run well. Dauntless is coming. Assassin's Creed, the Rebel Collection, which includes Black Flag and Rogue. Because 3 ran so well. Uh, Return of the Obra Dinn was announced for all consoles, but it showed up at the Nintendo Direct. Yeah, that's exciting. I, I wonder how that's going to work. Uh, Div- I, I might actually pick that up again. Divinity Original Sin 2 is coming yeah. to the Switch. Yeah, that's four-player local co-op. That's um, very cool. Capcom continues to milk the Switch audience by releasing Devil May Cry 2 separately. <laughs> Well, no, you, they're doing it a favor, so no one has to own Devil May Cry 2 in order to own 1 and 3. But I can own all 3 on Xbox or PS4 for less than one of them. But yes. Ken, you own Devil May Cry 2, that's a negative. I'm okay with owning a game if I get no, it cheaper. No, no, nope, no, sorry. 
I'm not paying. I'm not paying a premium tax to not play a mediocre version of that series. You must. It's mandatory. Now, my favorite announcement of the Nintendo Direct: the the, the, the thing that I jumped up and screamed, "Doom 64 has returned." All is that a big deal? Can you tell me? Yes, Doom 64 yeah, is. So they're like Doom was on everything. And it was the same game on every system, except the Nintendo 64. That game is completely different, and it's never been available outside of the Nintendo 64. Different levels. Uh, different. It's got more of a horror theme Yes, to it. the music is completely different. No, is the music different, or is yes. the music the same one as the PS1 version? It's the same as the PS1 version, but it's different from the Doom you know. Yeah, it's not rock music. It is no. this ambient, creepy music. Um... The weapons are different slightly. And the N64 version. The that two blades. The Nintendo 64 version is unplayable because of the lighting. Yeah. And they fixed the lighting in this version. Now, they only announced it for Switch, but I was watching the Doom Twitter and somebody asked them if it was coming to other consoles and they just replied with, that'd be neat. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a. It's an odd game. Now, somebody has tried to remake the levels in the original Doom, and I think there's something that stops it from being, like, one-to-one accurate. Um, but there's, like... I think they introduced two new enemies in that as well. Like, they did a lot of work on that game. Like, it is yeah. clearly a love project that, like, no one has ever really recreated perfectly. But it's a very different-feeling game. I, I'm wondering if the fixing the lighting is going to ruin part of that game. Well, it can't ruin it because you know what there I mean, are literally no, levels... Ruin the mood well, there's literally the levels in that game where you couldn't you cannot fucking see. see. Yes, you're correct. And some of the enemies are invisible, so it just makes them even harder. Yeah. So, I am stoked for this. I cannot wait. And the N64 controller was terror. Well, yes. We all but, know. but on that game, like you have to use kind of all of the controller... <laughs> Boy, that era was bad for controllers. We had the N64 followed up by the Dreamcast, because fuck that. Uh, fuck both of those controllers. Was the Dreamcast controller bad? I it was remember. It was bad. It was, it really was bad. bad. I mean, really? the cable yeah, came out... Yeah, it was pretty out, bad. The they, cable placement was the worst. Oh, yeah. It was below, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, the analog stick feels fine, but then, like, the where buttons, everything else is placed feels off in comparison to the analog stick. The face buttons are very cheap, and they don't feel good. The triggers are bad. Yeah. Some, somebody, uh, I've mentioned it before, Retro Fighters, who does the N64 controller that looks like the GameCube controller, they're doing a version of that for the Dreamcast that you can put your VMUs in and stuff. Uh, and, the, and the cable comes up at the top. I'm questioning getting one. I don't use my Dreamcast too often, so. All right. Um, let's do some tweets. Some Twitter. Some Twitter. Uh, Blue Apple Blue has uh, a, a, a stranded island question. Okay. A question about selecting a game for an island, but with a twist. The island is the one in the TV show Lost. The game is located in the Swan Station, and instead of pushing the button, the game needs to be finished to discharge the electromagnetic buildup. Who and which game? Uh, how often does the discharge need to happen? What was that? 
in the show, what was it, every 24 hours, I think, or something? Every 24 hours? So you got to beat the game every 24 hours to discharge the electromagnetic pulse. Okay. So it's got to be a shorter game. Hmm. Can I beat Monster Hunter World in 24 hours? Yeah, I mean, do if you want to do it every day? you got to do this every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do it every day. <laughs> but let me see. Um, no, no, more, more serious. Um, that's the thing. Like, when you tie a game that is enjoyable to you, that needs to be... But may, there are many games that don't kind of have an end, but that are enjoyable to play each day. Kind of like Animal Crossing, for example. Sure. That, that's a game that you kind of check in every day, you do stuff. But it doesn't really complete itself. So, that's a little different. Super Mario Brothers, but I don't know who'd play it. That's a pretty easy one to blast through, right? I think a practical answer would be like just a game of Tetris or something. But is that really an ending? Yeah, that's another thing, right? Like, if you get to a certain point, it's kind of an ending. I mean, can I just finish an arcade mode of a fighting game every day? (laughs) Yeah. My Uh, my personal answer is Katamari Damacy has an ending, and I don't mind that. I mean, uh, how long is yeah. that game, though? Not very. The first one isn't very long. But I mean, I could want... probably go with Turtles in Time. That's like that's like a three-hour, and I could play that basically every day, which is like another person or something like that. It'd be great. I like that answer. Yep. Yeah. Alright, that works. Uh, let me scroll up to the tweets. Uh, holy cow. That's a lot of fucking tweets. Scrolling, scrolling. Show more. I had to click show more twice. Um, Mookie says, I'm back from my vacation with a new gaming laptop, and you bitches don't have to care. <laughs> okay. All right, then. Gaming laptops are dope. Uh, Dustin says, after finishing Night Trap and watching the documentaries on the 25th anniversary edition, I have a newfound respect for that game, and I'm definitely in the camp that it's not a bad game. The original looked like a mess, but the new edition is quite fun and ridiculous. I agree. What? Full. I agree. Um, speaking of documentaries, is Goonies the best one ever? What? Goonies was a documentary? It was a documentary about the Truffle Shuffle. You didn't know? Oh, jeez. <laughs> did, he, did he just set you up for that joke? Like, it was just like a, like a thing that you guys were doing? Is this is a bit? No, I didn't, I, it wasn't a bit. I didn't know my junk was actually good enough to be considered a bit, but thank you. <laughs> it, it sounded like he set you up for this. Oh. Hey, hey, no. fun. Uh, Mookie says Apex Legends is a fun game. Battle Royale isn't my thing, but I can dig this one. Uh, the thing that gets me with Apex Legends specifically is the mobility. I think that's what makes it the most fun out of all the Battle Royales. There are certain, uh, let's say, I guess, good things about games like PUBG and Fortnite. I think Fortnite kind of has that building mechanic to it. Uh, PUBG kind of has that really tense moment where, you know, you're kind of hiding in a bush and then you're just hoping that everyone kills themselves. So each game does things things very differently in terms of atmosphere and what it goes for, but I think Apex Legends specifically because of how fast everyone is, has this phonetic gameplay that the other two games don't really compare to. It's good. Dustin says, what's wrong with Saskatchewan? The capital rhymes with fun, and they have some dark, some dank ass poutine. I've never had poutine in my life. Just what, putting that out there. What is, is dank ass a good qualifier? Yeah, yeah, I, I suppose it's supposed to be. Okay. The problem with the problem with Saskatchewan is 
It's fucking flat. It's a big flat area of land. That's called Nebraska. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's our Nebraska. Oh, okay. I don't understand why. Like, unless you're a farmer, which I mean, got your money, but uh, there's really no reason to be like, yeah, Saskatchewan. When you get a bit of Saskatchewan in Alberta, and Alberta has a more interesting like land mass. Basically, there's mountains on one side. You go up north, it's a desert. It's also somehow cold. <laughs> like, it, it just Saskatchewan's really boring. It's just flat. The, the joke is you could walk dog run away for days. I don't know if anybody plays fantasy football, but I hope nobody drafted Patrick Mahomes. Did he get hurt? Yep. He just limped oh. off the field with a leg injury. You're yeah. kidding me. Nope. Okay. Wow. I'm, I didn't I didn't draft him. I had him last year and he helped me win the Super Bowl. So Yeah. I imagine a lot of people picked him this year. <laughs> you know who plays fantasy Crazy. football? Nerds. OJ Simpson. Because I, I follow him on Twitter, and that's all he wants to talk about. And you, you know whatever you comment. You follow is. OJ on Twitter? What's your Twitter oh. account? Uh, White Bronco? <laughs> the, the White Bronco was the car. I that know that. Out. That's the joke. God damn it. I'm moving Shit, on. Uh, I'm moving on. Uh, my favorite are just all the, all the comments. He'll talk about White football players, and every comment is, Killer take, OJ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Freddie Got Fingered says, I, I've, that's an odd reference to a bad movie. Uh, <laughs> I've only been a listener for the last couple of months, but which guy was it that was caught kissing his sister? Couple of months, my ass. Oh, Patrick Mahomes is back in the game. There you go. All right. You wipe the sweat off your brow, fantasy football players. You'd be okay. What's- was Freddy Got Fingered a bad movie? Um, yes. Oh. Don't watch that movie. Yeah, I think... I feel like I have this thing in my memory where it's like, I saw that, but did I? It was when I the Tom remember. Green, like, insanity was happening when he was super popular. Okay. Um, if you guys were stranded and out of food on the edge of death, and you had to resort to cannibalism to survive, who would you eat first? Bye, Ken. What? Bye. Um, it's Ken. I would sacrifice myself and my tasty thighs. <laughs> so, how do you know they're tasty, Ryan? I mean... Listen, <laughs> I have spent the last 38 years of my life mm-hmm. making Squatting. sure that I put the right things into my body. <laughs> So that yes, tasty <laughs> That would be true. I believe you, and I want you to know that I appreciate your efforts. Hey. Been, it's been rubbing butter. I figure at least, at least, in that scenario, I could be a good meal for someone. All right. Whew. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I love the whistle. I got. I got nothing. Man. I got nothing. <laughs> Whew, all right. Uh, Jeremy wants to know what would be the perfect game for your fellow podcast host to be the main character in. They make games about eating potatoes. Hmm. Animal Crossing might have potato consumption in it. I don't know. 
They make games about eating plain hamburgers and stuff. <laughs> cheeseburgers, thank you. <laughs> yeah, sorry, cheeseburgers. <laughs> I'm not one of those so people. You want to be? You want to be the guy from Burger Time? I could be the guy from Burger Time, but I don't step on my meat. You can be the trucker at the beginning of RE2. There you go. That's a very good-looking cheeseburger. It's uh, juicy. That cheeseburger made me hungry the first time I played that game, and that's I don't think that's the effect they were going for, but it did. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to, how else to answer that question. I, I really Just, don't either. I'm, I, I'm angsty and angry enough that I could be the the main character in a lot of the Final Fantasy games. Yeah, but do you, you wear like do zippers? For that. Do you wear zipper clothing and? Uh, I mean. Whatever, it's the fashion. Do you have zippers on, like, your your sleeves? I can get zippers! All can right. you lift a 350-pound sword? That's fair enough, yeah. <laughs> I can see myself as a character in, a, like, a visual Dark novel, Souls. like a Danganronpa game. And I'll, I'll get killed off, like, midway through the game, but, you know, I'll make it interesting. No, I think you're the guy who comes back at the end, somehow. I'm um, kind of oh, like... he was the, alive uh, the whole time! Yeah, that's true. It wouldn't be the fake uh, first time I fake my own death. Then you'd be a savage. <laughs> <laughs> Don't read into that too much. Um, you'd be the guy who's like, I figured it all out. It was him all along. <laughs> I-, I could see you in like a detective game, uh, Andy. Me? Like, like a not the main detective, but the aide to the main detective. Oh, okay, I'll yeah. take that. Yeah. I'm the gumshoe to the Phoenix. Right? Yes, yes, exactly. All right. Uh, Settled Falcon says, could you please call Gambus and put him on the speaker while recording the podcast? Just want to hear his voice once again. He, he wouldn't answer. Probably not. He says, FYI, I just recently restarted to listen to the M4G podcast from the beginning. This is my third time. Uh, my God. Wow. That's, that's commitment. That's a lot of listening. That's man. a lot. Man, how can you listen to those early episodes? I don't know. I did it the other day, and I can only make it like two minutes in before I got to turn it off. Yeah. I, I might try it. Don't, don't do it. it. Oh no, I just so I it's, can come and make. I mean, the only thing, the only thing great about those early episodes is that Gambus is in every one. Yeah, and we're also all in the same room, which I felt like had a different energy. It does. It, it definitely does have a different energy when everybody's in the same room. I, I would love to hear some hot takes of some Atari Twenty Six Hundred game from Gambus. We ain't that old. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can hear us talk about the launch of the Wii. And is that where you guys started, the, the, the generation? The first game we talked about on the very first episode was Dead Rising. No number yep. after it, Dead oh, Rising. Okay. The very first Dead Rising. Yep. yep. So like the 360 launch kind yep. of deal, Wii and everything. Okay. Yep. Oh, that's a good uh, That's a good jumping point, actually, if you're thinking about the generations to come. Yeah. And to think that this podcast went through the entire 360 generation, which lasted for fucking ever. Like 12 years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and the first person to talk about a video game on our podcast was Killer Wolverine. Go figure that out. Yeah, figure that out. Probably, and he did it from a chair that was like 10 feet away from the microphone, so you probably couldn't even hear him. Yeah, he's like, it sounds like he's across the room, which, because he was. Because we couldn't afford headsets. We only had one microphone, and it was a shitty $10 microphone. Oh, yeah. wow. On my coffee table. Yeah, and people kept and hitting the goddamn table. <laughs> oh, that's an audio nightmare. I mean, if you think about it, this show has had some of the absolute. Like, I remember when my son was first born, you could hear him crying in the background because he was a baby. You know, yep. 
That's generally how kids work. Yeah, yeah and I'm just like we're so we're so professional. You don't even know. You don't even know. <laughs> that was back when we didn't have a schedule. It was just like, when are we going to do another one? I don't know. Uh, you want to get together? How about we'll Tuesday? figure some time out? Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing how long this shit. Amazing's been. one way to put it. It's something. Um, that's all I got. I think. Sure, that's the end of the show. Sure, uh, why not? If you want to tweet at us, it's at N4G Podcast. Uh, if you want to send us an email, it's podcast at ztgd.com. I didn't look at the emails. I forgot. <laughs> I'll do I that. forgot. I'll right. do that next week. The show's already two hours long. I have some pizza waiting for me downstairs. Yeah, I gotta go get some pizza. It's fucking Sunday football. First football Sunday. Numero. Raiders look great, Ken. Shut Raiders. up, Jay. I know. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Ever since he said my helmet don't fit, I was like, you know what? Just cut him. Just cut. Well, I can't yeah. deal with this. The shit. The good news is you guys traded for him for New England, so we didn't trade him. No, I know that was the joke. <laughs> you traded for him. Draft picks, right? Three and a five. Yeah, for him to play for New England. The good thing is that we didn't lose the money. <laughs> That's true. That's $30 million, dude. I can go sign three decent receivers for $30 million. You could, but it's the Raiders, so you won't. <laughs> yeah, you but know. When was the last time the Raiders in the Super Bowl, Ken? It's actually been in the 2000s. It was 2002. Was it? Oh, wow. Yeah, they, they had a really good team. That was the last time Gruden was there, right? Gruden had just left. Oh, it was his team, because right. he had coached the year before, and he actually beat us in the in that Super Bowl because he was in Tampa. <laughs> did they Did they win it? No, they lost. They got beat by John okay. Gruden, their former coach. <laughs> he knows their weaknesses. He knew exactly every play they had because the coach that took over for him didn't change anything. Uh, that's that's an, that's a uh, bit of an offsite, yeah. Yeah, that was the last time. That's not the last time we were in the playoffs. We actually went twelve and four two years ago. And we're in the playoffs. But, you know, out of the other 15 years since then, we suck. <laughs> and I don't feel like this year is going to be a whole lot different. But you know what? I'm still a fan. Fuck it. Power roll. You know what? I'm still a fan. Fuck it. It's my team. And now i got to change cities again. Because, fuck it, I've only done that three times in the career of my football team. Yeah. <sighs> Oakland. L.A., Oakland, Vegas. So do you follow the new team when you go to the new city, or do you just keep following Raiders? Yeah, I just follow the team. So when when I was a kid, I started watching them when they were in L.A. I didn't watch them when they were in Oakland because I was too young. Mm. Um, So I watched, you know, like the L.A. Raiders when it was Bo Jackson, stuff like that. That was my team as a kid. Then they moved back to Oakland. I was like, oh, okay, I guess they were here originally, and now they're moving to Vegas next year. And I'm like, oh, okay. Whatever. It's not the city, it's the team that I follow, so. True enough. Which means all Browns fans eventually became Ravens fans until the Browns came back. At least that's the way it should have been. Anyway, that's enough football talk. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at ZTGD. Ryan is at WombatRP. Um, Anthony is at NTRSKT. Jay is at BottomSideJ. Don't follow me. Don't follow me. <laughs> uh, Phoenix. Phoenix down. Uh, Night Trap? Night Trap. Night yeah. Trap. That's the game they're playing. You're also playing that another bad is... game this year. What was it called? 
Which which one? Deadly Premonition. Oh, we haven't played that yet. Yeah. Fuck off. It's a bad game. Yeah, well. It's a bad video game. Anyway, that's the show for this week. Exciting time. Glad to have you back for a week, even if it was just for a week, Jay. Hey, man. I'll be back for the uh, Game of the Year stuff at the uh, beginning of next year, so hey. Yeah. yeah. I still need to play the rest of the games, but I can already give you a top ten list. Oh, it's so easy. The top ten is, is not even not even a difficult choice at all. Nope. Ready. Capcom has two in mind. Yep. Uh, Capcom has two in mind. Fucking Remedy has one in mind. Yeah, same so far. (laughs) It's going to be a good year, and we still got good games coming. Yeah, I know. Anyway, that's it for the show. Everybody enjoy yourself, play some games, watch football, eat some bad food so somebody can eat you on a dessert island. Peace! Thunder thighs. Man, I could really go for Ryan's thighs right now. Alrighty, and it goes something like this.